so Tommy's brought us down by telling us that all of these smartphone <laughs> apps and everything are, you know, they, they don't bother with them yet. You know, you can make half a billion dollars on uh, on SMS. Let's turn it around. What things? No, actually, I'm I'm going to have a go. The, what, what we should do now is talk about um, what the most the most cutting edge, the most innovative things we saw that really kind of got you excited, that made you think that you know, so you'd seen some new ideas. For me, it was clickable video. Clickable video. Uh, actually, it came up several times. We saw it with Yanni Block um, and his startup, Rafe Remind Me. Interlude. Interlude. Thank you. And he's an Israeli pop star, we should yeah, say. Yeah, so Yanni Block is an Israeli pop star who I honestly I'd never heard of before, but he's big He's big in, in Israel. I and got he, him on camera. And he's been on, he's been on Ewan's camera, but he's also <laughs> been, it was like, it was X Factor or something like that. In, yeah, in he's Israel. a judge on X Factor. But yeah, it was really interesting to see a music person found a tech startup. And, and yeah, it was amazing. And I, I started off thinking, why am I going to care about clickable video? I mean, who cares? Yeah. I can pause it, I can start it. You know, I mean, video is already kind of clickable. But actually, what he demonstrated was that by making the clickable video look really good, by making it kind of simple two or three way decisions, and by making the video kind of flow seamlessly, so that if you didn't choose to interact, something good happened anyway, and it was kind of an incentive to, to, to click or interact. Then you know it was really it was really powerful and it was so well executed because you could have just been watching a normal video and yet you know he, Rafe he showed us like a music video he shot didn't he where you clicked on the characters you know to follow them through the song yeah. and while the track would remain roughly the same maybe the beat or the style would change from you know tech to acoustic or something like that you know giving a real sense of choice throughout the video and of course at the end you could then download your custom video and share it with friends and all of that kind of existing elements and just at the point where I was thinking okay this is cool but it's a novelty he was telling us that your average YouTube video 76% of people don't make it through to the end of a YouTube video they stop watching they get distracted or they get bored on a video that's sort of click enabled most people go through it three full times to get all the variety of a bit like interactive fiction, but in a much smoother, more natural way. And it was sort of an organic approach to it that was very good. And it, it, it kind of got my imagination racing, because I was thinking, well, you know, why, did, why does clickable video matter on mobile? Well, because you've got this touch interface and you can press the screen directly. But what else has mobile got? It's got, like, sensors, it can see light, it knows which way it's pointing, it knows where it is through GPS. And all of a sudden, like you've got genuinely interactive media there and this guy and actually some other firms as well we've seen here today have built the technology that does it right now it's not this kind of airy fairy one day stuff the engine that responds to you know delivers different video they're working really polished yeah and a much more sort of integrated experience between the digital and the physical world which is a you know been another theme here i guess you know the idea of augmented reality but not augmented reality stuff that actually makes sense to an, an intuitive and way that people might actually want to really use. All right, enough raving about my one. Um, Rafe, have you got one that you sort of like? I'm just trying to remember the name of the company that, that was involved. I'm sure Ben's going to remind me. This is all you can eat. Sony up presenting this thing called Ultraviolet, and we'll talk about what Ultraviolet is another time. But it's basically, uh, you know, sort of a way that the media companies are coming up with to sort of manage and control distribution, and it's kind of better than what we've got. But yeah, I think it has a ton of problems. And he was saying, you know, you'll be able to get your content on up to 12 of your devices, and everybody in the crowd went, oh, 12 of my devices, and then the guy from Zowser came along and went, you can have it on 3,000 devices, and that's because we can only think of 3,000 different ones. If you think of any more, you can have them too. And all of a sudden, it just seemed like you know this sort of five devices six devices blah it's irrelevant now it was like 
you want your media, you can have it anywhere you like on any of your devices. And that was just and, awesome. And I, and I also like the fact you were able to keep your media even if your subscription ran out. I mean, it does recall comes from you, but actually as a way of, you know, you still own some of the media. And I think it provides a happy medium for people who do want to be able to do that, especially as we know that, you know, the internet connection isn't universally good everywhere. And so that hybrid model does make a lot of sense. So I, I quite liked a lot of the ideas, but not quite liked. I was really, uh, a couple of them really got me going. Um, I particularly liked Rafe's idea of the, the kind of crowdfunding. Um, but then another one that was, uh, was discussed was the, the ability uh, or, or curation. So, and, and I think curation and content curation is something that we, uh, in the tech space, we're quite familiar with. You know, um, I, I could curate a news stream or that kind of stuff. Um, and there was some discussion going on in various different panels about the possibility of a broadcaster uh, becoming a curator. Well, they, they effectively are a curator at the moment. Um, my, my issue is that I tend to view broadcasters as dead, old, roadkill, as what Matthias from VentureBeat described them. He was, pop- he was popular chap. I haven't seen him today, actually. It must be suspicious. <laughs> yeah, there's a lump on the beach over there. It's frankly a bit suspicious. Yes, yes they're taking him out. The, uh, and I was quite quite enlightened and quite excited by the possibility of being able to subscribe to the curation of a broadcaster uh, you know so if you look at sky atlantic some of the good programs you see uh, on there are hbo and, and the like I'd, I'd like to see that that kind of stuff uh, become apparent the ability to subscribe to a particular broadcaster rather than limit myself to whatever sky tell me i can have and i love the fact that when we were talking about all this kind of just almost like pure media stuff yeah. like none of us are media experts no, but we were talking no, about no. like what we would want almost as just regular consumers <laughs> yeah. but we all start from this position of saying well of course I'm going to have it on my mobile device but kind of actually it was like the mobile internet part so not the device but the mobile internet part was the bit that actually enabled this because it means that I can connect direct to this American based or Russian or Chinese based broadcaster and they could sell me their content and yeah you know you've got to work out how and you've got to work out how to pay for it but that's done you know quite universally already but all of a sudden we're treating this un- this internet connection as a universal pipe and we don't no longer say you know oh i'm only going to get the channels that broadcast in my country yes yeah bring it on yeah and actually what i love is the way that now universally people take not just internet connection because let's face it yeah. you know in the uk not not so much in other job in, in every country but in the uk you, you, internet connection is ubiquitous but it actually uh, mobile internet and the fact that your device will be able to you know connect and stream even if it's not like um over um what we've done like 3G internet yeah, yeah. we just assume that you'll be able to you know, get it insufficiently in advance a bit of Wi-Fi a bit of you know whatever that comes along next and that it'll allow us to have all of this media that we want and no one thought about will it be able to do it that's just taken <laughs> as read you know like we're, they're so far they're so over all the technical hurdles that all the mobile operators spend all their time complaining to us about yeah no <laughs> it, the, the assumption was the enablers would be there and it was quite refreshing in a sense not to get bogged down in the technology. Although that said, I, I was quite relieved to find that I was at a typical conference and there were some fairly weird and wacky ideas out there in the demo hall. I think that, quite frankly, are quite fun to play with as a demo, but I'm not sure I have much practical application. You know, from the uh, thing that senses your brain waves to control the screen to uh, you know, grabbing TV screens and sort of throwing it about in order to be an alternative way of... I quite like the input. idea of just thinking, change the channel and that happens. 
I, well, I think it's one of those science fiction ideas that's quite nice in thought, but in practice doesn't I don't want to wear really a helmet. Well, yeah. the, the other trouble is you, you wouldn't believe the things Rafe was thinking when he was doing the demo. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, this, we, we, we've, got to, we've got to wrap it up now. So um, what we need to do is people have, people have spent all this time listening to us jaw on about what's happened at this event. Um, drop some names. Who should people check out? What was exciting? Let's do some follow-ups. For me, I want to suggest people check out um, Wirewax, which was, um, uh, in the innovation session, it was a firm that did video tagging. It tagged um, it, it tagged products and things, and you could click through, and it was more of this clickable media. Also, the Yanni Blocks one, who's going to remind me of the name again? Interlude. Interlude. I really, really liked that. Um, Rafe? I any? think Zalza that we mentioned earlier, and also uh, BitBlock. Um, but there was also some interesting stuff being shown off on the Intel stand to do with connected TVs. You know, uh, it's actually team, uh, Telecom Italian with their CuboVision box. Mm. You know, actually the kind of the, the an actual shipping product of this idea of a combined internet over the top services box with digital DB already integrated. Yeah, and well, I, I'd like to suggest people, and I know this might be a slight promo here, I think it is a slight promo, and that is to say, do check out the, um, the MIP world. Just type in MIP TV, and you'll find a lot of the videos that I've done uh, will be up there. In fact, we haven't done any video, gents, we need to do that. Um, but you'll you actually see a lot of the interviews with these guys. Yanni Block, for example, I know will be up there shortly. Uh, do have a look. Yeah. Uh, one last from me, because I just forgot the name while I was saying uh, Cortexica. You know how you've got Shazam on your mobile and you can, you can record a snippet of radio or whatever and it'll tell you what song it is and it'll offer to, to, to sell it to you or it'll identify it for you. This is like Shazam for video. You use your mobile phone to take a picture of something on the TV or a movie. Wow. And I know they can also do it with products and posters and things as well, but what was really cool was they were doing it in, in TV and movies and it identifies it and it comes back with a link and it tells you what it was and it all... You know, alternatively, it can identify the product. That was amazingly cool because the, the effort is just so simple. You yeah, know, I'd use I'd that a lot. Just sit in front of the TV. Oh, what's that? Snap. And I get all the products or mm. whatever. That, that was really cool. Yeah. So check out Cortexica as well. And there are a couple of others we can, I guess we mentioned quickly, Sound Lab as a sort of way of being able to record mo uh, sound and get that up quickly. You know, a bit similar to Audio Boo, but with, a, I think, more of a media... Sound Cloud, you mean? Sound Cloud. Thank yeah, you, yeah, Ben. Yeah. Uh, I know you wouldn't want to be wrong, Rafe. No, I, I certainly <laughs> wouldn't want to be. And uh, Mobile Roadie, who actually put together the MIP TV application, yeah. which was only available for BlackBerry, Android and iPhone. No Nokia in there at all. I'll get over it, laughing yeah, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get over it. I'll, I'll just go and sit in the corner quietly. And what, what was cool about Mobile Roadie? Mobile Roadie just seemed a little bit more switched on to the idea of you know, integrating this uh, content rather than it being just sort of uh, a mobile-only thing. It was looking to bring in some of the TV stuff as well. Mm. And uh, a, maybe a, a, people are always looking for good developers, and I think the fact that they were here says that they're sort of switched on to the idea of the content industry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one, one more last one. You know how is the And one more last one, and more last is one. Is this your one more thing? And one more thing. Um, actually, for you, Ewan, because you've got a little boy, haven't you? Yes. And... Um, a company called Future Code, actually based in Helsinki, with their product called Dibby Dogs, and these were books and TV shows. And when you pointed the uh, a webcam at the books, these animated characters came out and did this, did these stories. So it's all this kind of you can watch this TV show of animated characters, but then you can encourage the kids to read the books by 
you know, by looking through the screen of them of the mobile phone, they can then interact with the book. They can see. Oh, the, very cool. You can almost they, you hold the book flat, and it's yeah. got a code. And in the screen of the computer, the screen of the computer or the screen of the mobile, this kind of animated character pops up. And as you turn the book, the whole animated world turns around. And they start off showing that, and then they showed actually when you go on holiday, they put these codes in places. And when you take your holiday snaps, you can have your holiday snaps with all your favourite characters. <laughs> and it was just really about getting kids excited about kind of coming away from the screen and you know sort of on holiday or reading books or playing toys and um, what's really interesting for me is that they had massive success in uh, in Asia and actually they're not really very well recognized in in Europe but it just it was we watched these videos of these kids playing with this stuff and they were just completely absorbed and I was amazed by it I mean the actual cartoons are really kind of saccharine sweet for, for youngsters but it was just so exciting and engaging I thought it was really cool is, is it perhaps worth mentioning? I'm just trying to remember the name of the company that was running the Twitter screens that were all around the conference. Balloon here. Up. Balloon Up. Balloon up. And it's actually one of the better implementations I've seen. It always surprised me that mobile conferences seem to fail so miserably in that regard. Yeah. And actually, there was a surprising amount of Twitter activity, even the live streaming and that kind of thing going on all the time. Do you know, we were trending. And indeed, it was, it was trending. But it was quite encouraging to see, for an industry that's often seen as being a bit stuck in the past, actually, they had adopted this. OK, that's enough. My, my masseuse and champagne are here, so I'm going to go off and do some more work. Uh, hope you've enjoyed this, uh, this episode from Cam. We'll be back uh, in the UK on, you know, in quieter rooms, surrounded by far less opulent luxury and sunshine sometime <laughs> soon. I hope you've enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Bye.